0: Aside from a house or a car, specifically, what is the most expensive thing you own? Wendy. A car. Name an animal with three letters in its name. Alligator. Mm. Name something that's better than being rich. Four.
1: Besides a bird, something in a bird cage. Hamster. Something that comes with a summer storm. Snow.
2: Something Russia is famous for, Bob. Russians. Something a burglar would not want to see when he breaks into a house Raw.
3: Knock grandma
2: reason you might stay indoors on a beautiful day
1: Because it's raining? Name something you might buy that could turn out to be phony Yeah, a okay. horse
0: Name a time that most people
2: get up
3: In the morning
0: A time most people
3: go to bed At night this is the 7 at 11 on Sunday Karma with Craig Carmisen.
0: Craig Carmison is not here. I'm Homer along with Gabe Knight. So the two of us are trying to fill in for Mo Craig Carmisen, Mo we call him because a uh, minority owner of the Milwaukee Bucks. He's probably getting ready right now and however he does for the tip-off, which is what, about three hours away, Gabe?
1: Uh, Yeah, about three hours away. So it would have been tough for Craig to be here, go to the game, obviously wanted to go to the game, so we are here, and by here I mean the American Family Insurance Championship at University Ridge Golf Course in Madison. Should be a great day for it. Uh, The leaders, everybody now out on the golf course. Jerry Kelly back by just a couple. Uh, Andy North out on the golf course as he's hoping to shoot uh, shoot his age, which is 71, although Homer you said he's going to do one better than that and shoot a 70, which would be two under par today.
0: Yeah, I'm counting on uh, maybe three three birdies on uh, on the par fives and one bogey. My, uh, analysis.
1: So Jerry Kelly made an opening bogey, and he is now three off the pace. Jim uh, Furyk opening birdie, now just one back Ooh. for Jim Furyk. Really good leaderboard. And it's been a really good field here at the American Family Insurance Championship. In fact, that's what I wanted to do for the 7 at 11. I wanted to do something with Wisconsin and golf because Andy's playing. Uh, but there are, only, there, there are five players uh, that have Wisconsin ties playing in the field. Uh, so that's not enough because you got to get to seven. Couldn't really find a list sufficient enough in terms of PGA Tour starts from players from the state of Wisconsin. So instead, we will turn to the Milwaukee Bucks for today's 7 at 11, Homer. Uh, we are looking for... The top seven all-time playoff leaders in scoring for the Bucks, Total points. Seven. Top seven scorers in Bucks playoff history.
0: Uh, I'll give you one. Yes. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. That is
1: number one, 1,692 points. Kareem, number one.
0: Uh, I'm going to mention names, so if I'm wrong, I can at least say I put them on it. Uh, I'm going to go with Marcus Johnson.
1: That's that's official guest? Yeah. Okay. Marcus Johnson is number four on the list, 1,163
0: points. All right. Uh, I don't want to take too much time because I want to give people another opportunity. I'm thinking who else was uh, – oh, all right. Yeah, this one's got – he's got to be top seven. Super Sid himself, Sidney Moncrief.
1: Number two on the list, 1,451 yeah. points in Bucks playoff history. All
0: right. Clearly, we need people from that era. Uh, all right. Just because I know more about him than he does, Junior Bridgman, did he make top seven?
1: Junior Bridgman did not make uh, the top I'm gonna seven. I'm going to miss.
0: I want to miss on Junior Bridgman.
1: 800 The richest
0: of the top seven, if he's not on top 7
1: zero thirty seven seventy six. 990 I don't think he's going to be the richest of the top seven. I'll just put that out there. Uh, that is the number He's to get like into. worth like $700 million. Is he? Yes. Oh, I didn't oh, realize yes. it was that much.
0: Oh, yeah. He'll get to a billion before. Wow. And, yes, now he sold all his fast food stuff. Now he is a Coca-Cola distributor. Yes, and was the third best player on his high school team. That is the greatest high school basketball team in the history of the state of Indiana. East Chicago, Washington. And they won by an average of 29 points per game. Wait, who else was on his team if he was number... The star player of the team was somebody by the name of Pete Trigovich, who was the number one recruit in the country, played at UCLA. The number two player was Tim Stoddard, who was a starter at North Carolina State when they won the national championship and also pitched and won a World Series for the Baltimore Orioles. Wow. Number three was Junior Bridgman. Now, I am sure if you check... It's possible that Junior might not have thought he was the third best player on that team. Uh, their two guards, I don't remember their names, also got Division One scholarships. They were twenty-nine and zero. And most importantly, now that you asked, um, this is why I picked Junior Bridgman. In order to get to the Final Four, they defeated a team from South Bend St. Joe's, who was coached by Bob Donawald, longtime assistant to Bob Knight, with two of the great American Caucasians, John Laskowski, who went on to play for Indiana and. Tom Abernathy, who was a starter on the last unbeaten college basketball team. And they didn't do very well against East Chicago Washington, though I think it was better than 29 points. Need to know anything more about Junior Bridgman?
1: Uh, no, I think you uh, I mean, you
0: should probably write his biography someday. I said that to him when I met him. Hi, my name's Homer. I know, bo- I know more about you than you do. He goes, I don't think so. And then he goes, no, but you told me more than I knew. know. <laughs> <laughs> just a fabulous human being. And I believe also, this should interest you, Gabe. Okay. I believe he's a member at Augusta.
1: Well, see now, Homer, you need to get some introductions going and, you know, we need, know. To, we need to make he our way down. He probably
0: remembers me, but not in a necessarily good way.
1: 800 990 the 7-11 today, the top seven scores in Bucks playoff history. Homer got number one at Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, number two, Sidney Moncrief, and number four in Marcus Johnson. Let's send it out to Mike. Oh, by the way, there's one other thing. Yeah. The team that Leskowski was on
0: at Indiana the year before the unbeaten yeah. was better than the team that went unbeaten. And if another player had not gotten hurt, they would have won back-to-back national championships. So go
1: ahead. Mike and Madison, let's see if you can uh, make a dent into the 7 at 11.
4: All right, Terry Cummings.
1: Terry Cummings is number uh, 6 on the list.
0: Great choice. (laughs) I didn't have as many good stories about him. Uh,
1: By Uh, the way, Terry Cummings, 983 points. That's good for number 6. Ray Allen? (laughs) Ray Allen, not on the list.
0: You should have gone with Paul Mulkesky. If you're going to miss, you want to go with... Paul Mokeski.
1: So right now we have number one at Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Number two is Sidney Moncrief. Number four, Marcus Johnson. And number uh, six is Terry Cummings. We need number three on the list, number five, and number seven on the list. Top playoff scores oh, in Bucks franchise history, 800
3: It's Sunday Karma with Craig Karmazin on ESPN Wisconsin and WisconsinOnDemand.com. Get down. Yes, uh. uh-huh. and my a- it's Sunday Karma with Craig Karmazin on ESPN Wisconsin and WisconsinOnDemand.com No Craig Karmazin.
1: He's getting ready for the Bucks playoff game. Game four. At Pfizer Forum, uh, if you want to listen to that game, you can do so on 620 WTMJ in Milwaukee or 100.5 ESPN in Madison. He's Homer, I'm Gabe. We are at the American Family Insurance Championship. The 7 at 11 continuing as we are going through the top seven scores in Bucks playoff history. Uh, number one is Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Number two, Sidney Moncrief. We need number three. Number four is Marcus Johnson. We need number five. Number six is Terry Cummings. So we have three last. Left on the list. See if you can get it at eight hundred nine nine zero thirty seven seventy six. Jamison in Campbell Sport is up next. I do Jameson. mention that
0: my mistakes were. Or do we not t- mention the mistakes that Chewy? Oh
1: yeah, yeah. You can mention the mistakes. I, I missed
0: on uh, uh, Paul Paul Mokesky and Junior Bridgman.
1: Not necessarily in that order. Jamison in Kiwaskum. You are on Sunday Karma. Uh, is Giannis on there? You got to be on there. Giannis is yeah. number three on yeah, the list. I got
0: I to be banned. I, I'm banning myself for like, that is too easy.
1: So Giannis <laughs> is a correct answer. We now just need number five and number seven on the list.
4: Uh, I got this one's a wild card. I'm not sure. Uh, Chris Middleton.
1: Chris Middleton, who I believe is going to be the most underrated player in Bucks history, is number wow. 7 on this list. He will climb oh, wow. to number 6 by scoring 21 points in this afternoon's game. So he is number 7. Now we just need number 5.
4: Oh boy. Uh Last one,
1: Oscar Robertson. Oscar Robertson, good guess, but Oscar is number 10 on the list. You had a good run. All
4: right.
1: Thanks guys.
0: Robertson ten. Where was Bridgman?
1: Uh, not in the top ten. I only have oh. the top ten in front of me. Okay. Eight hundred nine nine zero thirty seven seventy six is the number to get into the show. We are just looking for one final Bucks player all time leading all time leading scores in Bucks playoff history. Kareem one, Sidney Moncrief two, Giannis three, Marcus Johnson four. We need five, six is Terry Cummings, seven is Chris Middleton.
0: Do I get a chance again? Uh, I I brought, I was thought of this because I don't I do not think Middleton is going to be the most underrated player in Bucks history.
1: We will go to Frank in Port Washington. Frank, you are on Sunday Karma.
4: Well, I think I've got three choices. I got to pick between one of them. They go all Not
0: Brad Lowhouse. You can he, drop that one out. First. Cross not it's Brad
4: Lowhouse. House. He never yeah, made my job. list. No. Uh. Two um Two of them are. Kind of close to each other, so I'll go with the one that stands out. I'm gonna go Bob Dandridge.
1: Bob Dandridge in his Bucks playoff career scored one thousand one hundred and twenty-six points. He is indeed number five on and the And just list. got
0: inducted into the basketball hall of fame. What a what a great choice.
4: Yeah, he was an all-star with the Bulls. You know the the I Who was are your other two? Who Sik- are your other two? Sickman Sickman and, and um Oh, Sign would be incredible. Bob, Bob yeah. No, Bob Lambier. Bob Lanier. But they split Bob the time Lanier. during those. So I think the right. between the two, they'd probably be in the top seven, but that probably is, uh kind of cheating.
0: So does uh does Frank win something, doesn't he?
1: Yeah, Frank wins. He closed out the seven at eleven. I believe he
0: wins. By the way, uh, ESPN me ask Frank. Milwaukee t shirt. I wanted to mention Glenn Robinson because I think Glenn Robinson is the most underrated Bucks player. I don't think Middleton. Can get that high. People do not appreciate how good Glenn Robinson was.
4: Cause you know, because you know, I, to I him followed him obviously through college and everything. Um, the problem with Glenn is he he had this not even an attitude. He kind of had this look, a look about him that he didn't care. And I think that that haunted him his whole life, like he wasn't trying. Just I mean, like they I said know, about that's, Jabbar. That's
0: they said the same thing about him.
4: Yeah, we're yeah. It's but kind man, of
0: more could...
1: of a, and, and I understand yeah. that. And Glenn, Glenn's number three all time in points yeah. regular season. He, they just didn't play in the playoffs enough when he was with the Bucks. Right. You know, no. they were getting ousted in the first round in three or four games against the Pacers when Homer was trying to heckle Reggie Miller from the upper deck.
0: Yeah. What about and there were um, others to judge? You can credit Ray Allen,
4: and but
1: oh yeah, Ray Winters Allen probably, obviously then they Winters had Sam.
4: Yeah, did Winters oh, have a bunch a of points? Too. He's Brian probably Winters. similar to Bridgman.
1: Yeah, not in the uh, not in the postseason. The other ones in the top ten: Oscar Robertson was ten, Ricky Pierce was nine, oh, yeah. and
4: Paul Pressey
1: was number eight.
4: Yeah, Pressey was. Gonna I be love one Ricky of my Pierce. Choices. My favorite playoff performance rigid. ever is Ricky Pierce, Game Five at Atlanta. He took over the fourth quarter. That's old school. That, that's That'd dinosaur talk. Yeah, I'll tell you what, I probably wasn't
0: alive for that playoff game. Ricky Pierce could be the most <laughs> underrated Bucks player ever. People don't appreciate how great he was. He was the yeah, first, first Bucs really to win gold. Part of the pro- Award. Yeah.
4: yeah, neither did Bridgman. Ricky though, right? Pierce Bridgman definitely, also, his wife, was the best uh, spouse singer in the history of the Bucs. Yes, she sang best with... Best uh, spouse r- singer. She was that's a that's part getting
0: of- a very that's very specific no. accolade. Now, he's going to old Warren Weegrass <laughs> Street
4: life, she sang <laughs> yeah, right. with his group, right? Yeah. Isn't that and right? Same when this group, yeah. the place rock. That was rocking days. Yes. For us dinosaur folks.
0: It's true. All right, Frank. Thanks. Congratulations. Uh uh. Do we have a we don't do a poll question.
1: I mean we can do a poll is question. Is Aaron Rodgers a what are the words now? that uh,
0: <laughs> what is it what were the words of Mark Murphy about Aaron Rodgers? A complicated complicated fella. Yeah,
1: actually he didn't say it. The dead man said it. Like, uh, and that's the other. And Jason brought this up. And if you haven't missed Jason on uh, Sunday, Karma, you can catch it Wisconsin on demand wherever you get your podcasts. It's awesome. Like trying to shield yourself with somebody who passed away earlier this year. Mm. Be like, well, this is the guy who said it. I'm just All saying right. what he said when this person isn't there to then defend right. themselves. What you should say is, Aaron Rodgers.
0: This with Aaron. Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers is a great player, which he mentioned actually. They didn't, we haven't played as much. He said the same thing about Rodgers. He's a great player. He to be the quarterback. You know, Aaron's, Aaron's a complicated man. Uh, and I, uh, you know, Ted Thompson said that years ago. But you lead with you using it, not yeah. him. Correct. You can leave, you know. You can actually have somebody say, actually, I believe Ted Thompson said it. Oh, yeah, actually, he said it first. But you
1: leave him out. Correct. Because he's dead. <laughs> And those were obviously private conversations that you were having with Ted that I'm sure Ted, as a private person, would not want well, out there. Well,
0: I don't know that, but I know this. Jason would remember if Ted Thompson ever said that. Correct. Publicly, because Jason doesn't forget anything. Well,
1: there's, and there's no way Ted. I mean, no. the, the most interesting thing that Ted ever did as the general manager was at one of the press conferences he did Guess is when he is turned around. <laughs> well, yeah, first of all, he did two really good things. He's, what are you talking about? I've got sizzle. sizzle. Yes. And then there was one other press conference where like, he turned around from the podium, and he's like, well, this is what the draft board looks like. We have this over here, this over here. Like, Ted, he just kind of kept everything privately. That's just who Ted Thompson well, was. Well, and some things more than others. He would never,
0: ever, ever say anything like that about Rodgers, as I would assume if we want to go to private comments of Ted. Maybe we should ask Mark. Tell us what he said about <laughs> Brett Favre. I'm sure he had similar comments about uh, players said in a positive but accurate way. I mean, there are a member of other phrases he could have used with Rodgers.
1: Oh, sure. Again, using the word complicated fella to me is just a euphemism for pain in my ass. Yeah, but see, I I would say part
0: of him is a pain in the ass. Sure. But I would emphasize that if you asked Ted and you said Rodgers is a pain in the ass, he would say no. He definitely is not a pain in the ass, but there are parts of him that could fit that. But,
1: But here's the thing. To me, with this, I mean, I don't think
0: he's a pain in the ass, but there are parts of him that.
1: Sure. I look at what Mark Murphy said, very similar. To when the NFL Combine does their drug tests? Do I actually believe that the <laughs> NFL cares if you test positive for marijuana? I really don't think that they care. Yeah. They look at it as more of an intelligence test. You know that this drug test is coming, yet you showed up to the Combine that close to the Combine with drugs still in your system. Like that's no, you've got to be able to clean that up, Mark. Less than a week ago, you said that nobody that the less that is said, the better for not just Rogers but for both sides and right. the. Very first thing you do, at a, at your very next public appearance, is you address the situation. Yeah. You can't even follow your own advice on this. A less than a week later, and we what are all we doing?
0: and we all have the same question now: Why? Yes, why? Why would you because even? we don't really know Mark Murphy now. Jason, as he's being kind, I my my resume for Mark Murphy is really simple, and that is he interviews. Goody for the GM job. Yep. And never mentions that you're not going to pick the coach. Yet when he selects him, he then says, oh, by the way, you're not going to pick the coach. That is so incredibly Mean, disingenuous, sneaky, and all those things. Yeah. Because Goody has worked there for how many years, with the assumption that's how they do things in Green Bay. Because that's Which, how they've done things. Because that's never told. Now, if I'm the G Murphy, the first, one of the earliest things I do, if it appears that I'm interested, okay. Well, even that even I mentioned that.
1: Even if if we're going to give Murphy the benefit of the doubt of the situation like they hadn't finalized that that's what the power structure was going to right. be, at least show the common courtesy to, hey, yes, just to be up front with you, we're thinking about changing things. Because it's not like Murphy woke up the day that right. uh, that, plus, that Gutekunst was flying down to Houston. Right. And, and going. plus, he's
0: worked there all these years, w- assuming yes. that it's going to say, if he comes from
1: somewhere else, it's different. Yeah, Murphy didn't just wake up and decide, right. oh, we're going to change the structure. This was clearly something that he thought out and, and, and planned on. And then suddenly, a couple days later, when you offer the job, oh, by the way, we're going to change. Like, just be upfront about it. Just, right. oh, hey, by the way.
0: I will always believe he didn't tell him on purpose because he wasn't sure he was going to hire him. But he felt comfortable that if I tell him at the last minute, Goody wants to be the GM so bad, yeah. he would do that. But I'd, I don't know because we don't know Murphy. Now, Jason feels, I don't, I don't feel comfortable, I don't, wasn't around him when he was at Northwestern to know I just know he was a great player, the, uh, not player. I know he went to Colgate. Yep. I know he was the AD at Northwestern. Northwestern. But in terms of this is us learning about Mark Murphy.
1: Yeah, because from from a financial, we, it seems like we know more about the financial side of Mark Murphy. He's got some good ideas. He's done some good things, the Town District. He's done some good things to bring money into the organization and grow that pot of money, right? Seems like he's been able to do that. That seems pretty good. But now we're learning about Mark Murphy, the football guy, and Mark Murphy, the manager. And it
0: just seems to me that when he decided, and maybe because he felt he was late getting to address Ted, he wants to be in charge of everything. I mean, yeah. because he creates a setup in which they're all equal. Four different, like LaFleur, Goody, and Ball. And Russ right? Ball. Right. So anytime there's a disagreement, nobody has the. Then they come to then him. Then they go up to Murphy. Right. He picked LaFleur before the group was necessarily willing to again yeah. if any of these things are inaccurate let me know it just seems like he's decided that he may needs to take a greater role
1: well does that explain what he's done i don't know i don't know if it explains what he's done but if he's decided that he needs to take a greater role right it seems that every time he has opened his mouth it started with we're not idiots correct and then he, and quickly, he said
0: that again. We didn't say that when I – people should know. Someone said it. In this discussion Thursday night, he had the, almost the exact same quote. He's our guy. We love him. All this kind of stuff.
1: But your actions aren't pointing towards that. Correct. Uh, then why are you leading well, other than that?: than Other
0: than I think his actions are. I think because he thinks all this stuff is whatever it is because there's only one thing. And that is Aaron Rodgers isn't going to play anywhere but in Green Bay because he's decided – yeah. You're our quarterback. Now, you're our quarterback now. You may be our quarterback then. I think that he's told Rodgers recently, or his agent, we're not trading you this year. So you have to decide what you want to do. And so all this other stuff, I think he views as, but I will admit. It's peripheral
1: stuff, sure. Right. I'm just guessing because I don't know. No. I don't know if anybody knows. But it just the hypocrisy of saying something publicly about yeah. the situation.
0: Right. Um, when you clearly, to me, are going to irritate Rodgers, yeah. There, there was one thing we know for sure. Mm-hmm. He knows, because he knows he's a complicated man. So you call him a complicated man, and then do something that you know is really going to irritate the complicated man.
1: And for the people out there that say, "Oh, I'd rather be complicated than a simpleton," when's the last time you used the word "complicated" as a compliment?
0: I think it's a I mean I think it's a small compliment to the other options that you have. For example. That's what I'm saying, but like you haven't gone up. No. Yeah if you're sitting down on a no. date, you know what I like about you? You're complicated. There's no way you can make that a plus. It's a negative. We're just deciding how big the size of the building Correct. is in that neighborhood. Correct. Right. 100%. Again, and then so then that's us trying to figure out we now want to talk to Rodgers to know what he thinks and now equally in the other quarter We want to talk to Murphy to find out what he really thinks or why he would say what he did.
1: Especially after you just said you shouldn't say anything.
0: And I I can only
1: guess. Did he think that this was private? Do you think that this was a private event? Because again, the only the only news outlet that had this was NBC twenty six. Because they event, and I they believe NBC twenty six is like the exclusive like T V something host with the Packers. the event that he was at? Or am you, I making that up? No, it, it was some. I don't. I don't even know what the event was. I can't seem to find what okay. the event was. I just know NBC twenty six had it. I don't okay. know if they had a reporter there, if they had a camera there, but this is he said it on Thursday, and it didn't come out until later on Friday. Yeah, that this was said on Thursday. So one place had it. So I don't know if he thought this was somehow a private event and forgot. I don't know if there's a camera in the back room or if there's there a reporter there. I don't know. But he called him a complicated fellow. And that just...
0: We agree on one thing. No, we agree on one thing. It's not good. No. We're just arguing... Over how not good it is. How not good it is. Next.
3: You're listening to Sunday Karma with Craig Karmazin on ESPN Wisconsin and WisconsinOnDemand.com. It's Sunday Karma with Craig Karmazin on ESPN Wisconsin and WisconsinOnDemand.com. Mo is not here, Craig Karmazin.
0: Minority here, that's why we call him Moe. Homer along with Gabe Knightzel. It's the AmFam. Do they call it the AmFam Championship? The American sure. Family, yep, AmFam Championship. AmFam Championship. Uh, everybody is out. Um including Andy North uh, I'm still holding on to my two under par he shot 79 in round one which was seven over two over 74 yesterday and uh, I did not know this he told Jason that he would want he wants to shoot his age I did get an update that many people are using cards Andy North is not um, and I know why that is without a doubt he wants to score it the exactly the same way he would have scored it years ago when he was on the tour, so that when he gets the score, there's nothing oh but wait you drove you took a cart
1: So Andy today is now one over par, made
3: a Ooh, bogey on, on a ten, 10, but
1: made a birdie on 11, which is a par five, and just made a bogey on Ooh. the 200yard par three 12th. Dang. So bogey, birdie, bogey to start the day for Andy North, one over par through three holes. Top of the leaderboard looks like this: uh, Miguel Angel Jimenez is eleven under par. Jim Furyk is two under par on the excuse me on his day, one, ten under par, one shot back. Uh, there is a group at nine under, including Robert Carlson, Retief Goosen, Fred Couples. Jerry Kelly is now three shots back at eight under par, Whoa. even on the day.
0: That's tough because he's now got a group in front of him, not just, like, one guy. Uh, he does not have, uh, who was it, as I said last week, Tim Heron, who had a chance to win for the first time in, like, 15 years. I was rooting for him, but it didn't happen. Some guy, who is it, Ames? Is that the guy who's pretty yeah, good? Yeah, Stephen Ames. Yeah. Uh, we continue to discuss most We haven't even met him out of the box. We should probably uh, spend a little time on him. We did earlier. Uh I haven't checked to see the exact number now. It was the Bucs uh, as a point-and-a-half underdog. Um, it's just the unknown is it's what's going to be the follow-up to the most bizarre game ever, which no one expected, not the Bucks winning, but winning uh, with both teams scoring so few points. I asked, I'm sure you might have added, but... There was a time in the fourth quarter where I think there had to be almost ten consecutive possessions, five by each team, in which nobody scored.
1: Uh, there was a three-minute stretch in the fourth quarter yeah. from like the six-minute mark to the three-minute mark, mark where no one scored. And in the NBA, like sometimes you see that in a college game. In an NBA game, for no one to score for three straight minutes on either side, I, I don't know if I've ever heard of that. that that's, that's unbelievably rare. For that to happen, and sure enough, that's what happened in the Bucks game a couple of days ago. Like, three minutes with no scoring in an NBA game? I know. And then they decided,
0: all right, let's just have Middleton and K and Durant shoot. Uh, and they then just, they yeah, scored on, buckets, what, five yeah. in a row?
1: Yeah. Yeah, I think, yeah, Chris made two shots, missed his third, and then KD made three shots in a row, which gave the uh, the Nets a lead, which obviously the Bucks were able to come back from. Uh, by the way, the official line is two. That's what I've got. The Bucks are plus two. Plus so two. Nets favored by two points in this afternoon's game. Again, it's 2 p.m. tip. Uh, watch it on ABC. Listen to it. 620 WTMJ in Milwaukee or 100.5 ESPN in Madison. You know, you can come onto to the AmFam, watch some golf, maybe yes. throw some earbuds in. No, listen, crowd, listen to the game.
0: The crowd has picked up. We are, uh, we're not able to oh, look and see. It's a really, good crowd,
1: really it's good crowd out there right now. The
0: great group... Uh, I don't, I'm not an expert on where you'd go, but uh, there are a number of people that almost like at Augusta where they put their chairs. <laughs> I'm like, oh, can you do that here too? Dude, your chair's there and you're not there? I'm sitting where that chair was. What do you mean? I get to put, a, get a, get a, get a, put my chair there and I can go walk around whatever I want and then I get to sit where my chair is? No doesn't seem like that's how it works. No, I don't think it works anywhere other than Augusta National.
1: National. Well, and you can sit there, but then when the person comes back, you have to give that seat back. But here, like... I mean, the the popular spot, there are some trees behind the ninth hole, which is a par five. And that was the first thing when I saw people get here this morning. Yep, People are teeing off on one. They found a spot in the shade, kind of on top of the hill, so you can see the second shots, third shots coming up the par five, um, and then you can see all the putts on the green and sitting in the shade. That's what I would think. One of my favorite parts about this golf course, Homer, um, is how the front and back look and play completely different, where the front is very much open. Yeah, there are a couple of trees here and there, but on the back it's just more more wooded, it's more tree-lined. I would try to find a spot, if I was coming here today, somewhere on the back nine where I could set up in the shade and,
0: and see the shots. Coming. 18 is a great hole. 17 is, too. The reason I like nine is I love any hole that's a par five because there's often a variety of different oh, yeah. ways that you see on it. On uh, I, I don't know how much that applies to nine because I didn't really notice the distance of it. But So you get to see people just do a variety of different shots. You're at a par four. Everybody's... Pretty much doing the same, yeah. depending on how hard. Hit your tee now, shot what, uh, you uh, The other thing it? that would be cool would be a shorter par four, like they have oh, the ones yeah. at 13, where people can try to. Uh, I think Couples was talking about where he tried a little fade, and you could you could run it up on the on the green.
1: Yeah, that was an interesting hole yesterday, where, where I mean Furyk tried to hit like a little baby driver, pulled it into right. the bunker. It's yeah, there are a number of different ways to try to play that. You can just try to lay up. You can go for it. Right. 13's a, 13, if you could find a spot on 13 to post up, that'd be an just interesting a, I,
0: I just want to see a little variety yeah. in terms of what players are going are gonna to try to do. So we now pick
1: games? Uh, yeah, our uh, Palermo's picks. If you want to pick the golf tournament, you can do that. I,
0: I hope we do better than the one call, that's all, where I'm over. I've never gotten one right. All right, I'm, I'm ready for uh, a different angle on it. Um, that will be next.
3: This is Sunday Karma with Craig Karmazin on ESPN Wisconsin and WisconsinOnDemand.com. It's that time. Yes, it's finally here. Craig makes his picks of the week. You can bet the house on it. Picks of the week on Sunday Karma with Craig Karmazin. Presented by Palermo's Pizza, Wisconsin's hometown pizza. Can't wait to see what happens next. On ESPN Wisconsin and WisconsinOnDemand.com Predictions. I already have one. And North to shoot
0: two under and I'm not doing so well now. He's one over after three. He got the birdie on the five, a uh, par five, I predicted.
1: And that's pra- the. I mean, the, out here there are five par fives because yes. the front it's three fours, three threes, and right. three fives. And this is his third day. His
0: only birdies now, and I believe he has four, have all been on the par five. So that's, you got to take advantage of that. Um, I don't know, uh, what is uh, Mo, Craig Carmazan's record at his predictions?
1: I don't know, Kyle, do you guys keep track of the Palermo's picks? Again, brought to you by Palermo's, Wisconsin's not great. He's hometown not great. pizza. And how are you? Uh,
2: I'll, I'll hype myself up. I'm good. I'm decent.
0: Well, then you go first.
2: You got a pick for us, Kyle? Oh, do I have a pick for us? Or I mean, oh, okay, well, I guess well, no, I'll— if you don't. No, if I, you I, don't, if if you feel like we're putting you on your spot, we don't need to put no, you on the spot. No, no. I mean, I'll I'll follow the lead. If you guys pick a game or something like that, then I'll just Giannis pick some. Giannis will shoot
0: two or fewer three-point shots in today's game. Oh, I'll take the over on that. Oh You'll yeah, take that's the a... over. All right, I got two or fewer three-point shots. You you can do more than one, can't you? Oh
1: yeah, absolutely. Right, okay. I mean, it's picks. It's plural. All right, right. Palermo's pick segment. Uh, I'm going to start with. I think Jim Furyk chases down Miguel Angel as Jim Furyk will be your 2021 AmFam Championship winner.
0: Uh, okay, all right.
2: Oh, you guys pick different ones I, there. I I want to we use,
0: Jerry Kelly.
2: What we usually oh, pick you like guys games. Go we go like games or something. Like, he like oh, Craig left right, well, the points spread, but said, no, yeah, no, so this like, is great. we or
0: fewer three point shots, and Gabe said I'm crazy. Yeah, no, so I agree. So you're crazy on that. Uh Yeah, so he'll take uh, – I'll take uh, Jerry Kelly in a playoff.
1: Ooh. Oh. Uh, by the way, Jerry Kelly did get to nine under. He's two back. Thank you. In All a right. tie for fourth. I got Jerry Kelly in a playoff.
0: So now are we doing it correctly, Kyle?
2: Yeah, this is great. This is great. I like how you guys are making it in your own. So I love it. I, I say I Drew Holiday has bucks, double digits, I huh? I don't
0: want to – oh, double digits.
2: Scoring, as in not scoring. Double less. digits? Well, he, what he score, seven in the last game? For 20. I got <laughs> for
0: 20. I got him for 20. I got him for 20. <laughs> You want to argue? I got down. I got Giannis two or fewer threes. I got uh, Drew Holiday for twenty, and uh, I got Jerry Kelly. All right. So uh, what was you, you had Drew Holiday and double figures? I, really going out on a limb. I
2: mean, he had seven last game, right?
0: Why don't you Why don't you mention that he's going to put on shoes? <laughs> <laughs> he's going to play with the shoes. I think he's
1: going to put on his right shoe on first, yes. then his left shoe. All right. All right. So
0: you say uh, what? What do you want to say? I'm saying twenty. I'm saying Drew Holiday going to score 20. You want to be with or against me?
2: I'll, I'll go under 20.
0: You'll go on day, under. All right. Uh, Gabe?
1: Depending if I want to go crazy and pick the Bucks to win, even though I don't believe the Bucks are going to win.
0: Oh, man, I, I, I can see them. I think they have a confidence. I think, I think people are going to be amazed how much better they play in this game. But I, I, I don't want to jinx them.
1: So, so, oh, so finally, after all these years, you realize that you have the power. I'm taking the bucks. Yeah. Yeah, i
0: have taken the Bucs. And I think people will be in awe. I expect the nervousness that has existed in the play of some people and then the smartness of Giannis of shooting two or fewer threes. But it was instinct, Homer. It's just working on instinct. I, 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 I just want to talk to Giannis. Giannis, I'm an old man. No one has ever shot free throws the way you shoot them. And there's a reason for that. So I know all your coaches have said do it another way with a rhythm and stuff like that, and you clearly haven't listened to them. And you can say, yeah, but I had a stretch of, of a period where I hit 70. He is the craziest free throw shooter I've ever seen. If you airball a free throw, you stink shooting free throws. He's pretty good shooting free throws, and he still airballs it. It's, so you need to change it either go underhanded, which you probably won't go, or you need to get one, two, three, dribble, bang, shoot it. One, two, and I know his coaches have tried to do that because that's how everybody shoots free throws Yeah, when they have a shot Like Steve Novak? You ever see Steve Novak shoot a free throw the way Giannis? He shoots five free throws faster than Giannis shoots one. Thirteen seconds. It's a lot of seconds. Yes, and Giannis is smart. Giannis gets it, and I, his answer is, I you know we've done, I, I have a greater percentage yeah but it isn't greater percentage it's also in clutch situations.
1: Well, it just seemed like for whatever reason early in game three, like his he was leaning back and yeah. that's why he was kind of short. And when he hit the two at the end, right. I mean he he didn't quicken it up, but he was more structurally sound, kind of up and down, he, yeah, he was others, able to get I heard it.
0: that from other people as well. I'll, I'll buy that totally. I just think you're doing it in a way that fundamentally there's a reason nobody has shot him that way.
1: Well, I mean, again, it's the it's the difference. Yeah, you, sure, you want to take your time. with free. You don't want to rush a free throw, but at the same right. time, like there's got to be right. something. I mean, people take the time and relax, but once they start
0: their movement on a yeah. free throw.
1: Yeah, you can take a second or two, but yeah. then just boom, boom, up.
0: All right, so because
1: it just kind of seems, as technical as he tries to get, it just seems like there are, as, when you move as slow as he does, it leaves more space for plus, things to go Plus, wrong.
0: I think it also hurts his, his shot. I think you need, his shot needs to be more relaxed and quicker. And you just, yeah. you don't want to do anything that makes, it's like he's, he's a Lego all-star. <laughs> 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 and as I said, you don't need to send it to me. He's the craziest free-throw shooter ever because, given that, he's had stretches where he's gone, what, oh, yeah. 75 for 100? Oh, 100. Oh, and yeah, absolutely. And he will, he will shoot two free-throws. And if you've practiced, you know a perfect free-throw is the rotation is so pure that when it hits the ground, it spins back to you. He could do two or three of those in a row, and then an air ball short. <laughs> he can't even touch the rim. Nobody has ever been that good and that bad. I mean, it's who perplexion. are the bad free-throws that – that shoot air balls. You're you're amazed
1: when they have any. Oh yeah, um, like Ben Wallace was terrible. Right. Shaq obviously yeah, Jordan terrible. Jordan can do it. Yeah, but David I would Jordan. bet.
0: There's no. I want people. I've not found the site where the record for most air balls as free throws.
1: Yeah, you I know, don't know if they track. I, I don't know if they track
0: that one. My favorite was I asked Johnny Mac. So do you ever air ball like what? <laughs> Did I what? What even when I was like. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's they can't comprehend it. So, all right. If yep, I'm picking the Bucks, and you can say I'm a jinx. Uh, you yeah. are gonna play, even if they lose. You're gonna say, I'm worried the officials are gonna play it tighter. I have 40 free throws, and that Tucker is gonna not be able to defend her. Durant's going to. We'll, we'll know the first quarter.
1: Oh, yeah. About Durant, for certain. Just want to say thank you to everybody out here at the Fabulous. American Family yep. Insurance Championship for having us out these last three days. It's been a lot of fun. Some championship golf still be to be completed today. If you can't make it out, you can check it out on the golf channel from 2 until 4 o'clock this afternoon.
2: Next. Thank you.
3: Thank you. This is ESPN Wisconsin and ESPNWisconsin.com.